Hi, I'm Stephanie Griffith. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm married to a fabulous musician. We have three kids, and life is crazy all the time. I believe that we all have limitless potential, and I am here to share my enthusiasm for life with you. Stick around for some quick motivation and inspiration to take on your busy life. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to episode three of Uncovering Your Limitless Potential with Stephanie. I'm so happy to be back with you. It's been a few weeks since I've been able to record an episode because I'm sure, as you all understand, life is crazy at this time of year. We're headed into the holidays and there are just millions of things going on all the time. But here we are, and I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. um, I've had some things that have been weighing on my mind a lot lately. And I just wanted to share them. I had written a couple different episodes that I was going to record next, but this has just been weighing on me pretty heavily with what's going on in the world and in in our country, for sure, here in the United States. Um, There's just been a lot of unrest and a lot of disagreements and a lot of bickering back and forth between people. And I mean, let's be honest, most of it is on online, on social media, but it, it translates into something greater. We have, we have violence, we have shootings, we have things that are happening that shouldn't be happening in our country. Um, and those things tend to drive a political wedge in between people. Now, I live in Tennessee, which is a pretty red state, a conservative state. And we recently had our midterm elections. Um, I do live in Nashville, so I'm in a more uh, moderate to liberal area because we are a big city. And so there are more people that would be left-leaning or more down the middle politically. But because we live in a red state... It's just different. It's an interesting mix where where I'm at. There are definitely a lot of people in this area that are red voters, conservative voters, but a lot that aren't that are that are more blue or purple, as you would say. Me personally and my husband, well, he's very left leaning and I am I would call myself moderate to left on most of my political values and beliefs. But I'm not here to preach at you or to tell you what I think you should believe, actually quite the opposite. I'm here to talk about how our differences don't actually have to divide us. And somehow along the way, we have forgotten that. We have, we think that if people don't agree with us, that we can't love them, that we can't be friends with them, that we can't treat them with respect and get respect in return. And so I wanted to tell you about someone who's very special to me, my grandpa. And I might get emotional because my grandpa passed away in September of 2016. So it's been just over two years. And I was very, very close with him. But that is kind of the point. My grandpa was born in the late 1930s. So he was a baby during World War II and grew up in Michigan with his family and um, grew up and was raised very conservatively. He went through the 50s and the 60s in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and um, 
My mom was born in 1960, and when she was 11 in 1971, he made the decision to move his family from Ann Arbor, Michigan, out west to Grand Junction, Colorado, because of the racial tensions that were going on at that time in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He wanted to protect his family from the violence and from all of the the scary things that were happening. And he is a huge outdoorsman and he had been out west exploring a couple of times and he knew that he was interested in going out there. So they moved. But he was raised by parents who were outwardly prejudiced because that's kind of how things were back at that time in the early 1900s. And so he comes from a very conservative background and his politics are very conservative, very, very conservative. But the point is, is that he and I differed so much on a lot of political things and a lot of social issues as well. And he was one of my favorite people. He still is, even though he's, he's not here anymore. He was like a father figure to me in college. I lived with him and my grandma for two years when I was going to college, my junior and senior years. And they became like parents to me. And he and I would butt heads a lot. We would fight about things. But man, he could make me laugh more than anyone else. And he called me his little girl. When I was little, he called me his little Marilyn Monroe and always told me how beautiful I was and just made me feel special. He would cook me breakfast sometimes and we would sit and talk at the at the bar in my grandparents' kitchen. Just talk about things in life and he would just he was a dirty old man and he would tell these jokes and sometimes he'd have to ask my grandma if it was appropriate to tell me and he'd be like the one about, you know, so and so and and she she would be like, "No, don't tell that one." <laughs> <laughs> or she'd be like, okay, yeah, you can tell that one. And she would just roll her eyes when he would tell us the dirty jokes. And he, uh, whenever he would give us a hug, you could always count on a little, uh, he would blow on your neck to make you laugh and then he wouldn't let you go. And when I was a little girl, he used to tickle us all the time. And it was just the funniest thing. And you know, that kind of tickling where it really does almost hurt, but you're laughing so hard and it's just so fun because you're a kid and you love it that you just didn't want him to stop. But that's the point that I'm trying to make is he and I, we had and have so much love for each other. I will never forget when I went to tell him that I was engaged to my husband. Now, my husband was raised by hippie parents, very left-leaning political people. And um, my husband and my grandpa loved each other so much. They could sit all day and talk. And the best part was that they disagree on so much. They found it funny and they thought it was hilarious and they would just laugh at each other's jokes and they would laugh and talk about things. And, and, you know, my grandpa would say, well, I know that you're, this is what you think, but you know, and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, they would just laugh and, and it was so fun. It was so funny. We just enjoyed each other so much. And we all know that being kind to others is so much better than the alternative but we find it hard to be kind to those that we disagree with, especially if they just disagree with our core values. But I really believe 
that if we try to remember the humanity in people, that we can do so much better than we're doing right now. And when you sit behind a computer screen, it's so easy not to care about people's humanity. It's getting worse. The things that people are saying about celebrities or world leaders or whatever it may be, anybody, friends, kids at school, um, other people online, it's getting worse. It's It's getting easier for people to say, something that is mean. And and a lot of times people think that they're doing it and it's not that mean. But when you read back what you wrote or what they wrote, it really, like there's so many things that are spread that are not kind. The point that I'm trying to make is, is we can be so unbelievably different from each other and we can still care. I think about my grandpa, I think about my husband, and before my grandpa passed away, my husband was able to go back to um, Grand Junction and spend a whole day sitting and talking with him. And at this point, my grandpa was was ill, so he couldn't leave the house. He was just kind of confined to his chair most of the time. But they had amazing conversations all just all day. They talked and were able to talk about some really big, important things and life things and and. Um, and just so much love. They were able to exchange so much love for each other. And they they are so different. My grandpa is just as red as you can get when you would think about the way he voted and the way he feels about politics. And my husband in this climate has even become more um, blue than, than he was growing up. And my husband's a kind person, so he's not someone who's going to just be trolling people or who's going to be um, be mean or unkind to to other people because of what they believe. But it was just it's just incredible to think about these two men who are so unbelievably different, and the fact that they were able to find each other's commonality and their humanity, and that they shared such love for each other. Because, you know, my grandpa's going to love me. I'm his granddaughter. And it's easy to love people if they're in your family. Maybe not for everybody. I totally understand that. When we remember people's humanity, it makes such a difference. Social media creates so many issues, and we find out things about people that we never really were meant to know because people post things that they might not necessarily want to talk to you about if you were sitting face to face. Is it really necessary for us to know all of the inner political thoughts of our elementary school teachers or our in-laws or people we went to church with growing up? No, it's not. We were never really meant to know all of the deepest held beliefs that people whose actual lives never cross ours have. We were never meant to know those things. But now because of social media, we do. Um, and every election season, it's, it's worse. And, and we all see it. It's all there all the time. Social media also can bring us together by sharing our stories, definitely. And that's one of my favorite things about it. And I love it so much. I love the support. I love that we're able to raise money quickly for people. Right now, you know, there's these terrible fires in California. And people are coming together and they're raising money and they're helping. And they're doing things be- because of social media that we wouldn't have been able to do before. 
but it is a fine line and it's a line that can be crossed really quickly. But back to my grandpa a little bit. We couldn't be more different. Do we agree on the way things should happen? No. Do we listen to each other? Yes. Did we change each other's opinions by talking or even having arguments? No, we didn't. (laughs) We did not change each other's opinions at all. Did we still love each other unconditionally? Yes, we did. And it sounds easy, and I know it's not. It takes it takes effort, just like any relationship. It takes time. It takes You have to put something into it. But it is possible to love someone while also disagreeing with them. And like I said earlier, I do know that family love is a little bit different. But if you think about everyone as our human family and the humanity that we all share then we can change it. We can make it make sense for the love to be shared between people, no matter what our backgrounds are. But I really believe that we have to practice. We have to practice loving other people as we love ourselves. Sometimes it's even hard because when you think about it that way, if you don't have a lot of love for yourself, then it's hard to love others. And that's where I do believe that we need to fill our own cups first so that we can give to other people. But if we love others as we love ourselves, or even more than we love ourselves at times, we will see people for their humanity. If we look for the good in others, we will find it. It is there. Something of goodness can be found in everyone. Now, I know you're going to think right away of someone that you think that that's not true. I can think of a list of people where I would say, oh, I don't know if they have any good qualities. Really, I don't know. But what I'm saying is that if we can find the common humanity, and if you're having trouble with someone in particular, move on. Don't spend effort on them. Don't spend time on people who are not going to spend time on you. And don't let yourself be filled up with negativity. If it's a family member, that's tough. I understand that. But you can love someone and still keep them at a distance if you need to. Sometimes for our own mental health, that is the case. We have to do that. But goodness, I believe we can find in everyone and we can find common ground somewhere. My greatest friendships have grown because I took the time to talk to people that I never would have talked to before. I have a couple of friends who we knew each other through our husbands or through boyfriends at the time or mutual friends or whatever, And I was curious about them, but I never really got to know them until something happened where I was like, oh, well, you like reading? So do I. Let's sit and talk all night about the books that we both like to read. And that sparked a friendship that has lasted for over 10 years. You just never know what you can find in common with other people. I have two quotes that I wanted to share today. One of them actually is... A quote from myself, which I think is hilarious because I think it's hilarious when people quote themselves. But (laughs) the first quote of the day really is just the theme for the day, which is our differences do not have to divide us. And that's what the title of this episode is. Our differences do not have to divide us. Nobody ever said that they did. Our differences make us great. Our differences make us unique. Our differences create a a place for us to learn about each other and about other people living a life that's different than ours. And that helps us to grow and expand. And then I have another quote 
that is from a book that I read this last year that's really, really good. Um, it's called A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Taulis. And I wanted to share this with you. For that matter, what can a first impression tell us about anyone? Why, no more than a chord can tell us about Beethoven or a brushstroke about Botticelli. By their very nature, human beings are so capricious, so complex, so delightfully contradictory that they deserve not only our consideration, but our reconsideration and our unwavering determination to withhold our opinion until we have engaged with them in every possible setting at every possible hour. I love that. First impressions cannot tell us anything about anyone, any more than a chord can tell us about Beethoven or a brushstroke about Botticelli. I absolutely love that. We judge people on a moment. We judge them on a thing. We judge them on one thing they say. We judge them on something we hear them say. We, we judge someone on something we see them post. We judge them on what they write on social media, a comment that they make. Maybe that was not the best idea for them to post something or comment negatively, but we end up then judging them, and that just creates more hate. It creates more negative energy in the world. When people start getting negative on posts, I stop reading. Because if I keep reading, I'm allowing that negativity to fill me up. And what good does that do? What good does that do me? It doesn't do me any good, and it only releases more negative energy into the world. The world does not need any more negative energy. And so I stop. I stop reading. And I move on. And if people continuously post negative things, I hide them. I don't have to watch that. I don't have to see it. You can remain informed, but also make sure that your brain and health, your mental health are safe and that you are protecting yourself from getting to the point where your anxiety is going to take over. Because I feel like we all are living on that line, walking between um, being okay and and overflowing with anxiety. I think anxiety and depression and mental health are the biggest issues that we suffer from in our society today. And we cannot let the negativity that is on social media fill us up so much. We have to remember sitting at the counter with our grandpas after they make us breakfast. We have to remember the way that they looked at us when we told them we were getting married. We have to remember the hug that they gave us on our wedding day. We have to, those kinds of things. And not everyone is our grandpa and not everyone is someone that we love and have that relationship with. But I bet if you look for it, you can remember a positive memory with a lot of people in our lives on social media who we might be viewing in a negative light because of what they post or what they choose to show themselves. Again, you don't have to look at that. You don't have to keep yourself in that position. Okay, so how do we apply these things? I've kind of mentioned a few things, but don't type out comments on social media that create negativity and don't hit send. Just don't do it. And you might think, well, I'm just going to do this to be funny, but People cannot read your intentions and they cannot read your tone. And so if you type something that is negative or just creating controversy or you're playing devil's advocate or just trying to stir the pot, all you're doing is adding negativity into the universe. 
and the universe doesn't need any more negativity. We can take the time to hide people who are constantly negative posters. Honestly, I did this. I do this all the time, but I, I, I did this a couple of years ago. Like, really, I really curated my news feeds, and it has been so much better since then. I still have people who post things on all sides of the political spectrum, um, and then people who don't post any politics or and people who just post pictures of their kids or, you know, inspirational stuff or whatever it may be. But um, once I curated that really well a couple years ago, my mental health has been so much better. I am still informed. I am still active in my community and in the world. I am still listening. I'm still awake. I'm still involved. I'm still voting. But I am so much happier because my brain is not filled with only the bad, only the negative. And I would encourage you to take a social media break once a week. Some people will delete Facebook and Instagram over the weekend. Um, I don't do that in particular, but I don't really get on them very much on the weekends. Um, And then during the week when my kids are in school and I'm working and it's crazy, I spend a good chunk of the day off of social media as well. Um, I think it's just a good idea once in a while to take a break and allow yourself to breathe and get out and remember the humanity in the people that are around you. Our differences do not have to divide us. My grandpa is one of my favorite people and I miss him every single day. And it's so hard for me to not have him in my life. And he was so different from me. I'm religious. He's not. My best friend, is, one of my best friends is gay. My grandpa is, was terrified of, of gay people. He has prejudices against people of color. I do not. Just big differences. My grandpa was a gun-toting um, sportsman, member of the NRA, I'm pretty sure. But I'm not any of those things. And I, I'm not against guns We don't need to get political here, but I actually grew up, you know, around all of that stuff all the time. It's just so different than I am. And I miss him every day and I love him so much. And it is possible for us to love each other and disagree. It's possible for us to find common ground and find the humanity in other people and I know that we can do it. And I know you can do it. And if you're feeling uh, overwhelmed and, and weighed down, then just take a break. Take a break from all the craziness and give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of time and take care of yourself. But we can do this. I have faith in us. I really do. I have faith in, in all of us that we can do better and that we can work together to um, come together at this difficult time. I hope that even a small amount of what I have said or what, what I keep, will continue to say on this podcast will touch some of you in a way that you will feel lifted up and inspired because that's the whole goal is that we're going to be working on ourselves little by little. So just remember that we are different and that is amazing and we don't have to be divided just because we're different. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so happy to have you here with me. 
If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, please subscribe and leave a comment so we can work together in uncovering our full potential. 